Hello everyone and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host Chad Owens and whew, what an awesome weekend I personally had. I hope you all had a great weekend as well. Lots going on in the sports world, especially for the University of Hawaii. So I got the sports guru joining me today, Stephen Sai. I missed him last week because we had the mock draft uh, with Curtis. But look, today we get our guy back. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. And before we jump into our local stories and uh, the Stephen Sai interview, I want to share some national uh, news with you guys. Uh, if you're basketball fans, you know that LeBron James is back, made his return. And in their loss against the Raptors, where the Lakers really just they didn't play their best ball. Um, and yeah, maybe that's expected. LeBron James, a little hesitant. He's on the ankle. And, and again, this isn't just a regular ankle sprain. It was a high ankle sprain. And those are extremely tough to come back from. Uh, so, look, I know he's a hard worker. He put in the time to come back from this injury to get going again. But he re-aggravated that ankle in the fourth quarter of that loss to the Raptors. And now, in tonight's game against the Nuggets, he's going to be sitting out to rest that ankle. And I think the Lakers really need to be smart with LeBron James uh, in this stretch of the season in preparation for the playoffs. You know, you talk about load management. LeBron James has never been a load management guy. He's always been someone that was in it, right? Because of his, just his physical abilities, his gifts, uh, he was able to sustain and, and play every game, every season. And, uh, but I think he just needs to be smart with his ankle, especially a high ankle sprain, you know, in their preparation to, to make this you know, playoff run and maybe a push to, for a back-to-back championship, which I still think is going to happen. But, yeah, so King James fans, uh, he is most likely sitting out in tonight's game against the Denver Nuggets. So, um, hey, just got to be smart sometimes in sports. You got to really listen to your body. You got to be smart. And just one little last thing. For all you aspiring athletes that want to go pro, it, it, hey, sometimes the LeBron Jameses of the world they're good. They can take their breaks. They can, you know, not worry about it. But, if, but a rookie or someone that's just trying to, you know, get their foot in the door to, to make them, you know, get themselves to that big contract. Man, you can't let it, like, sometimes the injury is what, is what gets you out, right? So the, we call it the, per, the pressure to perform, you know? So there's a lot of things that happen, uh, you know, there and even at the collegiate level because you want to go pro. So if you're not playing, you're not getting looked at. You know, so the pressure to perform is real. It's something that all athletes deal with. And um, LeBron doesn't have that issue. just want to make that very clear. He can sit out whenever he wants, make sure he's good uh, so that he can be at his very best for his team come game day. So I just wanted to add that little detail in there. And uh, yeah, let's move on. All right, um, last one here before we jump into this interview. Uh, Logan Paul fighting Floyd Mayweather June 6th. I know this is, you know, news that was from last week, but I've been thinking about it. Dating back to Jake Paul, right? The, the, the Nate Robinson fight, his Ben Askren fight. 
and I want to, I want some comments. I want your opinions. I mean, these are, these are basically exhibition bouts that are generating millions, like record setting numbers on paid per view. Like how I, I feel it's almost like disrespectful. This is my personal opinion. You know, all you actual fighters, you boxers out there, you, you know, uh, MMA fighter. I want to know your opinions because this is about money. Let's just be real. This is about a payday. But who's paying? Hey, everyone that's buying the pay-per-view. I'm not saying don't buy, don't tune into the fight because shoot, I'm, I want to tune in just because it's, yeah, it's Floyd Mayweather. He's undefeated. He's putting his reputation, his undefeated record on the line for possibly a fluke knockout against Logan Paul, who was, is an actual boxer, but he's a YouTuber, right? him and his brother. It, it's, it's just, uh, it, it sparks to curiosity. And today's society, today's world, social media, it's all driven by, by these types of things. And it's, it's about that money. I'm not hating on that. I just, I, my personal opinion, I just feel like it's, it's sort of... Um, Maybe disrespecting the, the, the boxing world, disrespecting, you know, the people that are actually fighting to, to get there. And, you know, here comes two, quote unquote, celebrities coming together and generating a payday. Right. Who knows? Uh, Jake Paul and Ben Askren might, might have been partying together privately after that fight, talking about how much money they just made. You know, it makes me want to, you know, train and just just do something like that. Get in there and get mines. <laughs> but look, um, let us know. I want to know your thoughts. And uh, yeah, that's all I got about that. Bop, bop, bop. Ooh, yeah, and I express my excitement to have Steven Side joining us again. Uh, he's got a few articles in today's Honolulu Star Advertiser uh, talking about the things that we are going to talk about right now. So look, without further ado, let's check out this interview with Steven Side. All right, Steven Sai, the sports guru. Man, thanks so much for joining us here in the CO2 Rundown. Uh, man, I missed you last week. Yeah, it sounds like you're a little busy with Curtis. Uh, yeah. You guys had a great time talking about the draft, and sounds like all your observations kind of came true, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, the Trey Lance thing happened you know, for the 49ers, which I think – and I was talking to uh, – I was talking to uh, Kelly Tilton, who's a quarterback coach here in Hawaii at the youth yeah. level, high school level. And he says that he, he believes that Trey Lance is in the best um, situation to be successful right off, right off the bat. And I, and, I, and I think that's true, you know, being with the 49ers and what the supporting cast that he has, you know, I, I think he's out of all the quarterbacks that got drafted. I think he, he does have the best um, start, you know, that's around him. And you know what I like, too, about that whole thing? I like the fact that it kind of goes back to even Hawaii. It doesn't matter what division, level, who you're playing, all kinds of stuff. Because you look at it, you talk about um, Zach Wilson, number two. They said, well, he didn't play the level of competition. But you know what? He's good enough to be uh, second player taking the entire draft. So I think it's who you are and talent. I think there's talent everywhere. Of course, we always oh, yeah. know there's talent at BYU. There, there is tons of talent everywhere. And, and, you know, this is – it's hard. When you look at college football – Steven, and then we're going to talk about obviously UH sports here in yeah. a second because that's a lot of big things going on here. Um, but to kind of to wrap up this NFL draft, you know, when when you're a scout, when you're looking at players, 
it's hard because if you're coming, if you're looking at a guy that's at the Alabamas, the top schools who, like, I'm just going to use Alabama. They, that's basically an NFL team. You know, mm-hmm. you have a lot of first round offensive linemen. You have, you know, first round receivers, first round running backs. You have all the best of the best around you. So as an evaluator, it, you know, it, it gets a little skewed in my opinion, because you mm-hmm. have a guy like Trey Lance who may not have all of those first round supporting casts, mm-hmm. but still gets taken third overall. You know, so it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, these guys who transition from these top tier schools to mm-hmm. the NFL where everybody's good. You know, that DN that was getting blocked, that you that you trusted your old lineman, your left tackle to get him, now is is facing an all-pro DN who's who gets to the quarterback, who hurries, and, you know, a guy, um, you know, uh, uh, Aaron Donald. Up to, you know, there's a lot of guys that it's like, okay, now we're going to see, you know, a, a true evaluation when these guys get to the NFL. Oh, and, you know, that's another thing what I, what I like, too, is that I like guys who come from the smaller programs, the less rich programs. Yeah, it's just because they do things on their own. They don't have the luxuries. They got to carry things. They got to help out. And that, that humbles you. And I think that's kind of taking back to where football used to be, where people aren't doing things for you. You got to do it for yourself. And I like those kind of guys. That's why I love uh, the Niners pick. You're getting a guy who – wasn't a big program and you're playing hungry guys and there's talent all over the place. And maybe you don't have the, the great film or the weight rooms or anything, but you know, you know, you, that's how you learn. And that's how you tough. And that's kind of going back to the, back to everything. It's Rocky three. Ever seen Rocky three greatest movie ever. It's getting the eye of the tiger back. That's what it's all about. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, and, and let's, let's cap off this NFL draft with, you know, uh, UH receiver, former UH receiver, Rico Bussey, who signed a free agent contract with the, uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And he, um, he was just kind of one and done kind of a guy. He came in there, did what he had to do. Um, it was a new system, new system for Hawaii, new system for him. He came from North Texas where he had some success, but he had a knee injury, kind of got his career back going. And, uh, um, you know, the thing, though, about him was he, he was a fairly good receiver for Hawaii. But they have better receivers, too. And you're going to see some guys in the future like uh, Jared Smart, Nick Martiner. They're talking about this guy, Jason Phillips. There's just a lot of talent in, in that program. And so he, it's good for, he was good for this year. He was good for that transition. But there's going to be some better ones coming along. And you know where that was on display? Last Friday. Last Friday, UH ended spring training with their first spring practice. I mean, huge spring practice. Spring game, it was, yeah. It was his first spring game under um, – Todd Graham at UH because they didn't have one last year and team looked kind of good but the one thing about the team is they're still kind of trying to learn how to play a faster pace but the interesting thing is it's Calvin Turner that's the guy that's the guy next year it's the guy who's going to be an NFL pick next year too because he's really good he decided to come back to school and their whole offense is going to just base around Calvin Turner yeah I see him being a uh, I see him being a high draft pick to be honest with you Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean could he be like an Ashley Lilly and, and be a first round pick? I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say no. I think, you know, in the country last year, he was probably maybe one of the top, if not the top sort of like all purpose guys, right? Yeah. Because he's a guy that's special. You can put him in the backfield. You can, he returns kicks, punts. He's a receiver. He can go wildcat. So he's a very unique guy that, but, but, 
and I'm just putting my my NFL scout cap on now, right? They like, okay, but they raise questions. Okay, where do we put this guy? Like, he's not a you know, is he a, is he a full time receiver? Is he a you know a, re, a return? Like, what is he? Right? Uh, he's an athlete, is what he is. He's a playmaker. He's a game changer, is what he is. So they will find a spot for him. Uh, so I'm just looking forward to seeing his growth this year uh, in that system and to be able to showcase more of his talents, become a better route runner, more precise route runner. And man, like I would not be surprised if, if he becomes a high draft pick. And I think that's going to be the difference there is his 40 time. You know, he's going to get invited mm -hmm. to the NFL combine. And if he goes there and runs like sub four, four, yeah, that's going to raise the, the, the eyes of these scouts. And I can see him being a high draft pick. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that, man. Well, you know what? The interesting thing about him, too, is he's, he's used at the Wildcat quarterback spot. And the one thing about being a Wildcat quarterback is you need the quarterback part of it. He's great when he gets the ball, runs, runs the read option and everything. But every now and then, you got to throw the ball. I want to see him just throw it just a little bit, you know, just to kind of make sure people just don't pack the box. I know you're great, but sometimes – you know, going one against eight is it's a little bit tough. So I think he's got to learn to just kind of toss the ball just a little bit, just to show something. Yeah, and I'm sure he's got that in him. And I'm, and the coaches, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's a little sprinkle of a wrinkle there mm -hmm. that they're going to probably utilize this year based on what they how they used him last year in the Wildcat. Um, and and let's transition right into this, Stephen. Uh, Ching Field is being transformed to the University mm -hmm. of Hawaii's uh, home field this year. Uh, I know they said it will be ready for, for this year's kickoff in, in mm -hmm. August. Um, man, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. How are you feeling about it? I'm excited about it. I'm excited because they reacted quickly. They kind of got caught a little bit off guard when the Los Stadium says, you know what, we can have events, but no fans there. And then I'm not sure if that was a bluff to kind of get the legislature to throw more money in the Los Stadium or whatever. But you might said, you know what, we can't wait around while this chess game is going on. We'll just put up our own thing. Now, it's not going to be great. It's going to be like the old stadiums, you know, where, um, you know, the people's knees are going to be at your back and everything. It's going to be bench seating and everything. And, you know, I don't know how many people, they say they can squeeze 9,000 into it. I don't know about you, but Hawaii fans are a little bit wider than that sometimes. So they might have to sit sideways. But um, I just think it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that works. But the thing, the thing is, they got done quickly, which is amazing because, you know, as, as a state that's trying to build a rail, things don't ever get done quickly here. Getting things done quickly might be a little pricey the first year, it'll be less pricey after that. But it sounds like for the next three years, at least they're trying to do something and trying to create something. And you know, it's pretty amazing with the little amount of time that they had to put this together. Yeah, and and I know you have a story in today's uh, Honolulu Star Advertiser yeah. about that, so make sure you guys tune into that. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about it. Um, I just I know the players are extremely excited to. And knowing that, you know what, we're going to be playing in front of our home fans again, whether mm -hmm. it's 9,000, you know, or 15,000 or w whatever it is, it's like, we're going to have fans and at that venue, 9,000 will feel like, you know, a lot of people in that venue. Mm -hmm. And for me, it, it wouldn't matter. I, if there's fans in the stands, I, I'm getting people off their feet. That's all that matters. That's enough. That's enough for me to push that much harder. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, and again, you got to remember when you played, how what used to be Cook Field, Ching Field used to be Cook Field, and how that turf was kind of wearing away. Oh. And sometimes there were like cats living on there and turning down, you know, their own sandbox. And you know what? It's <laughs> come a long way. So we could talk about whatever 
bench seating, you know, whatever, you know, bathroom problems they might have. But you remember how it used to be. And the, oh my the, gosh, there was patches on that field missing. So let's just leave it at that. Um, anyway, let's let's transition. Um, UH baseball. Yeah. And a specific player has been on fire. Dustin Demeter. Now, this is a incredible thing. Now, I'm not sure if you had it, but have you ever had like a, 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 a um, that toe jam type of it? Not toe jam. But a, a, turf toe? A, turf toe? Turf toe, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I think, I think everyone's jam. had some yeah. toe jams. Uh, yeah. we, we've all had toe jams. You got to get in there and get that out. Anyway, yeah, turf toe. Yes, but turf toe. You've, you've had sucks. that, right, I think? And yeah, hurts. it sucks. And you don't think it hurts, but you'd be surprised how that big toe was, you know, you know. The toe that goes to market, you'd be surprised, you know, that that, that toe is like so Anyway, he had that. He had some foot problems. He was out 13 games. He comes back. He can't field, but he's a designated hitter. And when you're a designated hitter, what do you do? You hit. And yeah. he had an incredible weekend. He went 11 for 19 this past weekend, three home runs, uh, 14 RBIs. He had back-to-back six RBI games. The guy is a fire. He's on fire. He's hitting. And, uh, and because he's hitting – it's, it passes on and uh, makes the pitching a lot of easier. Boys on a roll. Unfortunately, they have a bye this weekend, but they're on the roll. They won seven and eight. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, things are looking better in, uh, on the baseball team. Yeah. And, and it's, it's crazy how baseball is a game of like, you know, they, they say slumps. I, I got that word slump. You're in a slump. You know, I got that from baseball. Mm-hmm. It's like ah, you're in a hitting slump and you get out of it and you get on fire. And it's such a game of, of ups and downs and if you can find that that rhythm and you can you know stay there it, it confidence it's it's an amazing thing to to witness when guys are especially at the bat when you got that bat and you're on fire and consistently mm-hmm. getting it off you know it's hitting and pitching right the two things that i think are the determining factors when it comes to baseball yeah if you got amazing pitching you know it makes it your defense a lot easier if you got amazing hitting you're putting pressure on the opposing team when they're, all, uh, you know, at mm-hmm. bat and they're sh- stressing and pressing as opposed to just relaxing and, and you know, uh, doing what comes natural. So uh, that's a big that's a big jump that the UH baseball team needed because, you know, they've sort of been in a little bit of a slump. Right. And you know what? And baseball's tough game because you're hitting a ball with a, with a bat. It doesn't match up. You know, it's about square peg, round holes, that kind of thing. It, it doesn't match up. And if you're – if you fail 70% of the time, you're successful in baseball. And just the fact that now Demeter brings that feeling where um, it was kind of like the old Barry Bonds days where you're counting down to like how many more outs he gets to, you know, a player so he gets to bat. And there's excitement. And I, I, I kind of just like yep. the excitement of, you know, I know it's a team sport, but it's fun when individuals excel in the team sport. Yeah, exactly. So congrats to our UH baseball team for uh, sort of, getting out of that slump and, and, and creating that excitement within the dugout again and amongst that team. And that's going to carry them, you know, for the next game and, and rolling with excitement, Stephen, uh, our men's volleyball team headed yeah, out went to Columbus, right? Columbus NCAA tournament. Going to LeBron's uh, hometown, is, right? Hey, they're, they're, and they're, they're automatically in what, in the semifinal game. Yeah. You are, know, I, I, here's my question. How, this is amazing. They, 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 they lose in the first round of their big West tourney. And then they still get the top seed in the NCAA tournament. Talk to talk to us about that. Well, they were just the best team. And um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I like a lot of people say, well, you know, it's good. They got the losing out of the way. I don't think losing is ever good. And, and I know they say, well, there are lessons to be made from losing. 
you know, you can learn the same lessons by winning. But I just thought that was a really tough loss to a team that wasn't as good as they were. And it was just a bad night and they were at home and that, that kind of made things worse because, you know, you're at home and you lose um, that early. But you know what? They're back in. They're the number one team as they should be. And it's now you got to win out. The only thing that worries me is sometimes those teams that play earlier leading into those games against teams that buys, you get a little bit of that momentum. And, you know, somehow when you're just playing and then you just keep rolling, it's a little bit harder. So that's one of those things that they have to really kind of amp up. Maybe they got to practice a little bit more you know, intensively um, leading into that match because you just got to keep the fire up. Because uh, The team you're going to be playing is a team that fought to get into the semifinals. Now, right. since you're there and you've been waiting for them, you've got to also now respond back and show that, you know, you are the superior team. Yeah, and I think I think the lesson, yeah, there are lessons. I love your mentality, though, Stephen, right? Hey, I, I didn't like losing either, but there are lessons in both wins and losses. And I think the thing that they definitely learned in that loss, it was a team that they should have beat, yeah. right? So don't play down to the other team's level. You stay at your number one level. And if you're just going to dominate, completely dominate a team, then you go and dominate a team. So I don't see them letting a team that barely scraps to get in, right? This seems like this is a team that they should be beating and yeah. they should go ahead and dominate this team. I think they learned that. And, um, you know, as far as a team that's been playing, you know, you and you, you get a buy, you sort of lose that game feel. Uh, I don't see that being an issue. They're, they're, uh, they're well coached. They're all players that, you know, this is what they do. You know, they get out of bed being ready to, to, to throw down a kill, you know, and, and, and play together. So, yeah, but I do agree with you. Their practices are probably going to be still intense, game-like, so that they don't lose that intensity. But, yeah, I mean, this could be um, – hey, this, we're, 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 a, we're a couple wins away from an NCAA title. That's, That's been there way before, and I was there in – 2002, when they actually won the NCAA title. So what happened was that a player, Costas Theoharides, who had um, was an amateur, didn't get any money, but played on a team with professionals. And it wasn't a secret they was doing it because it was in the media guide that that was the team he was on. They've later since, since then they've changed the rule that you, if you're an amateur on a pro team, it doesn't matter, you're still an amateur. And you know, but back then that was the rule, and so they lost their title sort of and. But I don't know. Can you unimagine something? It's kind of like when they tell the jury, you know, uh, disregard what they just said. I saw them win. The, the Billy the Warrior was out there. Everybody was out there pounding drums. Everything it was a big celebration. People came home with pieces of the floor. You, I think you won it. If you win the final, you won it. But, you know, whether that's recognized or not, it just seems like this may like seem like they're going to go for their first national title. You know, in my mind, they've I, already won one. Right, 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 right. No, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, good luck to our, to our men out there. And speaking of national titles also, right, our UH women's water polo team is headed to the NCAA tourney as well to, to possibly get a national championship. And they had, a, they had to come from behind. Was it, uh, UC, uh, was it UC Irvine? They were down, I believe, down three goals to none, and they came back to win. Or down you know three what? goals. That, that, that's in water polo, man, like, Look, I don't watch a whole lot of water polo, but I, I know what the game is. I've seen it before. To score in that seems pretty difficult. And yeah, to score and, and you're down three. And you, I know you're Aquaman. You're Jason Momoa. You, you, you know, you see things. And you've also heard that phrase, right, uh, about a duck. The duck looks calm on top, on the, the bottom. It's kicking like heck. 
at UH, Duke Automotive Pool, you go downstairs, there's actually, you can watch the action from below. There's grabbing, there's punching, there's hitting. It's, it's, it's a tough sport below the surface. Wow. On the top, it might look like a game of finesse and everything. No, it's a mean, nasty, tough sport. And Hawaii proved to be meaner, nastier, tougher. To win, and it, just, it takes just better, a lot to just win. better warriors, Stephen. Just yes. better warriors. Yes, you know those women are better warriors. So, uh, congrats to our uh, women's water polo team for you know persevering, and you know they, they deserve uh, and they earn the, the the chance to be in the NCAA tournament with an opportunity to win an NCAA championship. So, it, it'll be amazing, right? We got our men's volleyball team get a championship. Our women's water polo team, big celebrations in 2021 you know coming yes, out is. of this pandemic man lots to celebrate lots to be excited about and, and the best um, thing is they're playing they're playing yeah that's the best thing they're out there they're playing yeah they're and playing a year ago nobody was playing they're playing i think it's the best thing so yeah i think we're back kind of back that, sort of back I'm yeah back. that alone you're right that alone is a reason to celebrate <clears throat> is that we're playing and let's just let's just close with this Stephen. Uh, speaking of playing, speaking of just being able to get out there finally, not an official game, but there's been some scrimmages in the in the uh, high school football ranks and in, in the more of the private schools, private sectors, you know, outside of the DOE uh, that created these little, uh, you know, scrimmages. And the other day, St. Louis took on Punahou in, in, a, in a scrimmage, which these guys, it, it, it wasn't a scrimmage. It's, it's, it's game time. You know, these guys have been fiending and starving for games and for competition. And let alone you put two rivals together. Yeah, they, they were all reminded of that. I think the coaches, play, everybody was just sort of like, they, they embraced that opportunity. And it didn't matter what score. It didn't matter. It was just about every play, a chance to go out there and do what you love. And you know That's why? what I'm excited about for these kids. If there are Lee brothers out there, it's going to be intense. You you played under Ron Lee. You know, he seems like that old nice uncle guy, but come on, he's competitive. And you take oh. one of his teams and you put him out there, especially against Punahou, it's competitive. Yeah, highly competitive. So I, I just want to share my excitement about that. Um, you know, my son, I, you know, there's baseball. He, there's baseball on TV. There's high school sports on TV. OC 16. You know, my, I'm watching my son play baseball uh, from Wanaloa. I think they played Kailua. And it was just like, it was almost like a breath of fresh air and a sigh of relief. It's like, wow, like, not for me. Or for parents, too. All the parents that were, were able to watch to so finally watch their kids play and perform. But for the kids, man, it was a sigh of relief for all of those student athletes that were able to go out there and compete, you know, under the lights. So, yeah, I'm happy that we're almost all the way back. We're, we're, we're right there. Um, yeah, exciting times. Exciting times, Stephen. Yeah, we had some dark times. It's going to get better. It's just going to be better. So, you know, but yes, sir. still, got, everyone still got to stay safe. We're masking public. Even if you've been vaccinated, you know, just try to not get into too much of space. But you know what? You do all those things, you can play. If you can play. We're almost back. That's it. That's it. Well, Stephen, man, thank you so much. Uh, we had to make up for our lost time last week. So, I know. Uh, a little extended, yeah, a little extended segment with you today. A little, a little, uh, you know, longer interview. 
which I appreciate. So again, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for your knowledge. And thanks for joining us on today's well, CO2 Rundown. Happy Monday, brother. Enjoy the start right, take care. to the week. Thanks a lot. All right. Aloha. And that is it for today's show. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you guys are all off to an amazing start. Hey, it's May. We had May Day over the weekend. So happy May Day uh, to all of you. And let's, let's push. Let's make this push, man. Summer is right around the corner. Our seniors in high school are this close to graduating. A lot of exciting things happening uh, for a lot of families here in Hawaii. So, um, yeah, I personally am and sort of like still trying to grasp the fact that damn, my son is about to graduate. My son is turning 18 in three days. Woo! Anyway, shout out to you, son. I love you. Uh, I'm so proud of you. And man, the sky is the limit. And you're turning 18, so it's about time you get your license. So you better be ready to take that test. <laughs> anyway, look, thank you guys so much. I'll see you all on Hump Day Wednesday.